Hey, hey, everyone, welcome back to the new episode of Radio Say. You're watching this as a result of the YSA platform. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, lots of thoughts on it, so enjoy. Hey, you. Long time no see. Sorry, even actually, not sorry. Um, but like, uh, hi, everyone. I know. Sorry for not uploading but not sorry for using that phrase in a cringy tone of manner as you would have guessed from the title um we're going to talk about you <laughs> the netflix show if you haven't finished watching season four yet feel free to take a little break um honestly that ending took me down a little spiral I want to talk about queerness and queer representation in you a little bit. I want to t- talk about right, like h- hating characters and like the the role of writers and perhaps even the responsibility of writers in hating characters. And then also, I want to like go on a quick spiel about how like violence is used to like control women and stuff like that because i've just like been thinking lately about how like people's like anger or like or violence is that like i think what people don't understand is that catcalling or sexualization or, or obsessive tendencies like the link between that and violence like a lot of people will like think oh it's okay to be obsessive or it's so like okay to like stalk a little bit or it's okay to like um like make inappropriate sex jokes or it's okay to like um hurl shouts what you want to do to someone because it's like a compliment like you know all those like ideas like it's okay to shame women for dressing a certain way etc etc and then they will say it's okay and they're like well, but, like, it's not okay to be, like, physically violent. And they all try and distinguish themselves, um, which is something I found Joe trying to do during, this, during the, the entire show, to be fair. But it's just, it's just interesting to think how people, like, try and distinguish themselves from violence, if that makes sense, but then participate in actions and words and, like, conversations that reinforce the idea of the dehumanization of an entire group of people and basically the dehumanization is like not recognizing that that person is an entity that is deserving of rights and love and respect regardless of what they do and how they act regardless if they whether or not they achieve your standard standards for like living or for acting a certain way or whatever that someone is inherently deserving of love, respect, and, like, human rights, like, such as bodily autonomy. Um, and that's, like, I think that's like, t- tends to be a fascinating idea because, like, people get upset, like, at a woman for, like, being too sexual or, like, acting a certain way. I think this is also, to be fair, this is very much inspired um, by... Um, on Women's Day, Happy Women's Day, belated Women's Day, I know I missed it to celebrate with you guys. I've been quite busy and it's 
spring break technically starts today um so happy spring break to everyone as well um but on women's day um uh, uh, an alum came in and their name was abdullah kawish i'm not sure if i'm betraying their surname or i do apologize if i do so but they like presented the documentary on the lives of Pakistani women and specifically how every March 8th they organize the um I think it's called the Abju like protests I'll write it down in the description I think that that's kind of like what's been leading me on this path and it was just it was interesting that I would watch that documentary the day before like season two season four part two of you would be released and then a binge watched have enjoyed the ending and it's it just like left a lot of thoughts in my brain but basically is that like people will like harass women or like say jokes about women that like really kind of help diminish the fact that like she's a person of feelings that she's a person even if she's not married even if she's not a mother that's just inherently deserving of love, respect, and, like, human rights. And it's, like, it's a way of, like, kind of shaming people who don't live up to your standards and kind of, like, a way of, like, making it seem like they're less than, less than ideal, and, like, if they're less than ideal, then they're less, like, worthy of, like, the inalienable, like, rights that all human beings deserve, if that makes sense. So, like like sex jokes can be a method of doing that or like inappropriate like sexual harassment or like you know like or just like like yeah just ways of diminishing or just like i think the word man mansplaining became like really popular and people just like forgot about it but then when people hear it again they just like kind of dismiss it but like it can also just be a way of like minimizing women's voices and also in class for african-american political thought um we learned about the idea of double consciousness which to me reminded me very much of like those du bois idea of double consciousness which very much reminded me of like margaret thatcher's idea of like there's always a man inside like a woman's brain who's always guiding her actions and criticizing her or like like and and as a result you're always preempting what your oppressors thinking or assuming what they're like thinking and what they want and so your body and your brain is always catered towards that gaze you cannot really fully ever escape it like it also reminds me of like i've forgotten what this phenomenon is called but it's like this idea of like surveillance like it's also discussed like in the book 1984 which i i think it's very like i love i love dystopians because they can be very great windows into i think both into cultural and social changes and societal changes at a time but it can also be really great windows into like psychological analysis that you want to embark on especially when done well and like also talking about oppression anyways moving on and so like talking about how like women are treated and like spoken down about like their feelings are dismissed there's expectations for them to marry men and like women who do like men then like 
they have they're incentivized by the community and by their just their own sexuality to but to abide to these arbitrary rules but it's also it's it's important to acknowledge that the dehumanization of women like is only services like the patriarchy and only services men and creates a society that benefits a lot of people like and people do not want to let go of like the dehumanization of women because it benefits them and also people's sexuality is so deeply intertwined with their gender performance that like there and there's like so much incentive there and it's like there's almost like these like clean cut rules as to how to like attract someone or supposedly of like the gender that you desire especially because just a lot of people are like into what would be considered or called the opposite sex or opposite gender like in like in mainstream understanding and so like there's incentivization there to like kind of just like dismiss some of the issues that occur and then there's also like mothers like grooming they their daughters to kind of accept some of the abuse or dismiss some of the dehumanization um like yeah like to just to kind of dismiss it or to emphasize the prioritization the prioritization of becoming a mother and then the truth is is that like you know it also could just be my socialization but like i do think children are a valuable part of society you know what i mean um, I think it's part of my socialization to become a mother, and perhaps like to perhaps desire even like abandoning um some of my and like other desires in order to become a mother. Um, I think. Do you think that could be part of my socialization, in a sense like I might be willing to abandon a career path or abandon, um, like not necessarily. I don't know how to explain this part, but like I might be willing to like get married in a certain way or to a certain person within like certain conditions in order to like gain approval and ease in terms of becoming a mother because there's it also just tends to be like mothers tend to be like revered in society like rightfully so but it's done in such a way that like you're not like how can i say this i feel like you're like pre-human like before your mother and then if you, when you're a mother, you gain a lot more rights that sh- just should be given to you based on the fact that you're a human. But because you're not given those rights beforehand, like not in a, like a social way, maybe you're given those rights legally, but like in a like a social interaction way and in a way that we engage with society. Those rights are not like freely given to everyone. It's kind of like a, like off hold, like, like held away until you become a mother and so then sometimes becoming a mother is just like a is, is another way to gain so, social status within your community um but like your, your value doesn't begin there you know what i mean like or at least it shouldn't be considered to begin there and now because we all have innate value and it'll just make it made me think of the line in the <laughs> season four where like Okay, spoilers, obviously, where Nadia is talking to Marianne 
and she's like you're a person you're a mother like of course i'll help you and i was like i'm glad she saw with the fact that marion is a person part of me wishes she didn't end with the fact that marion is a mother if that makes sense just because like so often the protection like obviously that's a good reason to protect someone but like sometimes women women's lives only value because they're in service of other people that makes sense and like perhaps that could have been a reasonable strategy to try and employ to get sympathy from marianne's point of view and to try and get like joe's sympathy or whatever because that's totally understandable but i wish like nadia didn't feel the need to also mention the fact that like marianne is mother that makes sense like nadia could have just been like you're a person and i feel like that would have been such like just a powerful statement on its own but adding the fact that your mother's like there's no additional reason that you need and i feel like adding an additional reason especially it being like the way mothers are kind of viewed in the sense of only being valued when you become a mother like women you know what i'm saying it's just yeah it's a little disappointing with that line um i feel like my i'm definitely jumping around a lot i was talking about an idea just now um essentially about like like womanhood and like oh yeah like being sexualized and dehumanized um but yeah when women get dehumanized it's like then gets like dismissed or ignored or like oh it's not true or it's based in biology or whatever etc blah 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 blah. doesn't really matter what people's reasons are women will get like dehumanized and like valued for a value objectified so valued for the use and valued for their looks and a visual and aesthetic appeal um and and then people get shocked that when you dehumanize a group of people that like that has a direct correlation with people then becoming more violent to whoever or whatever they dehumanize it like you think about it even as a kid when you're having a toy and like your toy isn't working and you start like hitting it like i know like when i was younger especially like oh like we had like tv remotes like i'm pretty sure people still have tv remotes but like while i've been in college i've kind of just been using my phone and my computer to watch media but like when i was like younger and i was using tv like tv remotes like all the time um like when it wasn't working and the batteries like weren't working for some reason i'll like shake it or hit it and maybe at first there was just like a curiosity of punishment would solve the issues of it not servicing me but then it becomes like a, an act of frustration and an act of like frustration that this thing that only value for its, how it works and how it services me and helps me out like is now getting like essentially like hit around or like hurt or physically like not abused but like 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 just definitely like more violently like like tossed around with like little treated with no value and, and no sanctity really as if like and stripping off its dignity because like it has no like it has no use to me anymore it's not working the way i want it to be like that that's what happens essentially when people only value women for how they can service 
society and how they can serve as men really um and how can how can they uphold structure and i think sometimes when discussing like oppression with people who are privileged because like there's a famous faith phrase i think it i think it might be by desmond tutu i could be wrong i'll have to check afterwards there's this famous phrase where basically um people who are privileged view equality as oppression and so like like so when men hear that like oh women are wanting like rights they kind of view it as like oh women are complaining about the oppression they kind of view it as like a threat to their living standards they kind of view it as me trying to lower their living standards and like reduce their access to comfort and security and provision because women provide and i feel like no one really talks about the fact that women provide and protect we kind of usually think of men as providing and protecting um and especially on the patriarchal capitalist means but really the women who like it's usually women who are make providing hygiene like like you know providing food providing sustenance and emotional support and maybe even educational resources depending on like what your relationship is to the woman in your household and like it's women who like will lock the doors at night and like (laughs) like will make sure everything's turned off and we'll make sure that everyone keeps safe and and there's that there's rules in the house so that no one gets burnt. And like there's like that daily forms of like protection and like labor that's unpaid and unvalued. And essentially I feel like within a capitalist structure, unpaid labor like really does strip people of their access to like controlling their own destiny and providing for themselves and like without like with and the thing is is that like in a capitalist structure we're so disconnected from our people and our community that like relying on one person can be very deeply vulnerable or maybe like even a couple of people a few people it's just so deeply vulnerable that it like it allows for easier exploitation with like with like restricted methods of like release of being able to escape that whereas back in our communal i like ties like i feel as though it's probably easier to like flow from like just like to flow from household to household because we just took care of each other better and we were just like and we didn't rely and we're able to provide for ourselves as well when needed this isn't to necessarily glorify the past or, or like to glorify like every other culture that does that didn't originally participate in capitalism because obviously there's so there's just so much nuance and like there's so much so many different histories and I have to like dissect each and every single one properly, but it is I think it does go to show that like we're dealing with this issue where like the liberation of women's rights like to some extent would require like like first of all some like alleviation from capitalism like basic like liberation from capitalism and like 
but it would also require liberation from how can I say this certain like restrictions in sexuality and like like yeah like restrictions in like sexuality and reproduction and like family formations if that makes sense like but like obviously that just sounds like so radical <laughs> and so then what we're like doing right now is like trying to do this whole like choice feminism girl boss thing um which you know ca- can be helpful for some but it will still maintain the power structures and i've, I've been thinking lately like am i a feminist <laughs> like should i try learning more about the term womanism because i think womanism was like started by black women who wanted to talk about their exper- intersectional experiences should i like because i've been think i've just been thinking lately like yeah i i don't necessarily because what is a qual- i don't necessarily want equality i want liberation because I think the question then becomes like, what is equality? Um, <laughs> like, how do you, how would we define it? Would it be an a somewhat equal distribution of power across different identities? So does that mean that like the like we would have less? Like, how would we call? Does that make sense? How would we calculate equality? Is equality equality of outcome in the sense that like people are like equally distributed across different racial like across like like just every possible identifier like in terms of status and wealth and stuff like that there is an equal identification of uh, like just an equal yeah division amongst all of the identifications that are possible is that how we determine the quality and if so like how would we even get to a society that has equality of outcome if the if the society that's so capitalist <laughs> that we want this equality of outcome in relies on the unpaid labor of women of black people of like of marginalized people and like re- relies on unpaid labor and cheap labor like inherently you know what i mean and was built to benefit like one type of people which is it's basically straight white men and it's just like it just makes me think you know like is is equality possible and if, if so how would it look like is this liberation possible how would it look like how would we get there which makes me like think about how i wish kind of i took the course feminism around the world um, which was at my college, but I know my parents would not necessarily approve. So I would just have to like read the source materials on my own time. Um, but yeah, what was, I have so many, so much more thoughts. Like I was, so I was talking about the dehumanization of women and how it can like lead to violence as I explained through that example. And basically, like, even if someone, like, betrays you and hurts you, and even if they don't, like, uplift your living standards, even if their actions actually bring down your living standards, even if your action, if their actions, like, hurt, like, hurt you in any shape of way, or, like, offend you, or, like, strip you of power, in any shape of way, basically, 
human they you have like in order to not engage in violence violence requires justification and justification usually takes the form of dehumanization and um like oh they hurt me so like i it's okay to hurt them back there's like two kind of feelings the idea that oh they're lesser than me and oh they hurt me so it's okay to hurt them back and so and so when like we're thinking about like how violence tends to take place against anyone but also against women like in this case it's important to recognize that like even if anyone but but women specifically in this case because i'm talking about women if even if a woman hurts you even if she like does all the things that i described earlier like like or like offends you like poses a risk to your privilege you know what i mean like instead of trying to create this form of like public punishment for her or uh, even even in trying to defend yourself like it's important to like not step the boundary of hurting her and recognizing that regardless of what she does she's a human being who doesn't deserve hurt or the stripping of your human rights she deserves the rights to freedom of movement without questioning she deserves the right to freedom of dress she deserves the right to freedom of religion freedom of culture she deserves the right to freedom of sexuality she deserves the right to like the freedom the right to food and to health care and she deserves the right to bodily autonomy those things do not under any circumstance should not be taken away from her and there's no amount of it's for her own good or amount of reasoning that you could like try and warp that could ever result in the stripping away of someone's human rights being okay if you if the solution to a problem is to restrict is to further entrench their circumstances or like their oppression or of the solution to a problem is to further strip them of human rights then just know that's not a solution that like provides equality it's a solution that benefits does not benefit her or any marginalized person it's a solution that benefits the privileged people and the privileged people only you know and there are better solutions that can be made but like like usually those better solutions that can be made are like so like touchy and i think South Africa is such an accommodationist nation, only not nation, but like we have an accommodationist government in place. And so we're always doing this like balancing act between the oppressed and the privileged and trying to cater to all of them in order to maintain this like facade of peace. I call it a facade of peace. In my in my belief it's like it's like fake peace, but like I remember talking to a professor lately and she was like, no, it's not, like, fake is not a good word. Maybe we should try and use illusionary. It sounds better. But I don't know. It kind of just feels fake. Like, 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 <laughs> like, that's just what it is. But, um, yeah, it just makes me think about how, like, the protection of women or not, like, it's not at all valued nearly enough. And the humanization of women um, is not, but also just the humanization of all people, really. I feel like we're entering 
this era or like maybe we've always just been in this era and i just have been newly awakened to it <laughs> but i feel like we're like as a society still grappling with the idea that like people could be deserving of rights and love and respect always regardless of what they do regardless of how they act and what they say which is like i guess a form of radical love if you could argue um and radical acceptance you know reminds me of like my relationship being a progressive christian being a christian i feel like i don't know this is the only way to be a christian <laughs> like it's to understand this idea of like radical love and acceptance like, like regardless of what someone does this is what you provide that being said have i been 100% amazing at this of course not when people have heard me i wanted to defend myself i wanted to like get back at them and i didn't necessarily view them as human beings who deserve love care and respect even if they hurt me or like rights even if they hurt me right to safety right to not be shouted at like i didn't like i did not think of people like that at all um and many times in my life when i've gone when i've been deeply hurt and i've wanted to like defend myself and protect myself and obviously don't take this messaging and like become passive and then explode because you've been passive for so long and people are taking advantage of you and then you're shocked and surprised why people are taking advantage of you and it's just like people are so unfair and then you feel powerless all the time don't basically perform with me <laughs> like don't like don't copy me in that regard um i'm just saying that in terms of like as a society we should sound really is irking us for whatever reason well obviously it depends on i guess for the most part, they like even if someone irks us, they're deserving of rights and they are deserving of love. And if you cannot provide that love, then step away. Don't interact with that person. If you're forced to interact with that person, then do stand up for yourself. But is stand up for yourself in a way that's assertive instead of like like aggressive or hindering on their rights. Because that's when clashes start to happen. And I'm trying to talk about this in a way that, like, regardless of your experiences and your identity and the privileges that you hold or, the or like, the, the marginalization that you hold or, like, have or have experienced, that you're still able to, like, like take this message and, like, understand, like, the root cause of it, um, if that makes sense. So, like, if you happen to be a man like and like you know feel free to think about this if you happen to be a woman feel free to think about this if you identify as any other gender feel free to think about this you know what i mean this is more like how can we as a society value women more but also like rework our understanding of like violence and stuff like that so that it's no longer connected to colonial roots so that we can understand like so that instead of blaming groups of people that we've dehumanized and we want to justify violence against as being responsible for our anger and being res and being the root cause of our anger and therefore deserving of whatever expression our anger takes form 
like how can we as individuals but also as a society walk away from that victim blaming and walk away from a society that it like kind of encourages responsibility on those who are marginalized or those who like might invoke anger in others for whatever reason as being not necessarily responsible of course at the same time this means that as a society we would have to equally try ourselves to not invoke anger in others unnecessarily if that makes sense like it's like it's this weird balancing act where we have to like try not hurt others and try and even if others hurt us we don't like participate in that cycle of violence yeah basically how do we break the cycle of violence um and i think these are like all thoughts and ideas i definitely want to talk about okay i'm gonna get into two other things um i'm gonna break up this segment the two other things was the queerness of you and like the other thing i'm gonna try and remember what it was um, but I think that'll be the last thing. And I'll I'll just re-listen to this segment just now and I'll see. Okay. See you just now. Obviously, slight disclaimer. If you are in physical threat, like like how can I say this? If you are being physically threatened and your life is at risk, obviously partake in any like level of violence that's necessary that's necessary to help you and aid you in self-defense and and protecting yourself obviously like yeah like go ahead and protect yourself you know this isn't i really want to stress that this is not a call for passivity or for letting people all over you like take up space be assertive regardless of how you identify stand up for yourself respect and like obviously in a way that can hopefully be respectful and draw boundaries but also like help facilitate community where, where, where it can and i mean just like like if you google like the different communication styles hopefully this will like better help but if you're under like physical threat like it's life or death situation of like defend yourself as necessary get out of the situation like like obviously like if someone physically hurts you or hits you whatever like you you do you you gotta do what you gotta do you need to please like please protect yourself okay just for clarification okay so this is part two we're going to talk about queerness in you this is going to be a short segment very short basically um we find out that reese i was going to say rice but i was like no it's not rice it's i'm pretty sure it's reese um, <laughs> rice how are you rice stop doing that anyway sorry <laughs> naming your child rice okay let me let me focus reese turns out to be a f- like the and our our understanding of reese up until this point turned out to be um an hallucination um caused by <laughs> joe goldberg's erotic mania um which is basically when like having a deep obsessive like love for someone and believing that you have a relationship with someone even if you don't 
which honestly was giving so gay and like it was giving queer like like, like for real like because it ex- helps explain why before he realizes rice is what's it is he's um hallucination he's not like as obsessive of kate he doesn't like he's finds it easier to control like what's called again himself around kate and he's like his usual like tendencies are like towards kate specifically are like kind of like delayed you know he only really starts saying hey you and going into more of that obsessive spiral after like let's go again after he realizes that right i was about to say right again reese is a figment of his imagination or well not a figment of his imagination that he's hallucinating reese um and i also just thought that like the way that he like murdered reese was like just like very odd because it was essentially genital manipulate um what's it called genital mutilation essentially that's what it was so trigger warning there i guess i should i'm gonna put a trigger warning in the description um but that's essentially what it was is that it was genital manipulation uh <sighs> now i mean something over the word again genital manu- <sighs> mutilation <laughs> there we go um i'm not gonna say it again so like that that's essentially what he ends up doing and then like once you realize that like Reese is like his figment from imagination, like he like their like physical content like contact and like the the fact that he's obsessive over Reese and like keeps a box of Reese's stuff, even personal things, like he usually does for all the other like women he's been obsessive over in his entire life. He doesn't have a box for Kate, at least as far as we know. By the time this, the fourth season ends, like that's to me is like crazy, like I was, like he was in love with Reese, he was like well not in love okay let's not use the word love for joke just because Joe is a serial killer who's insane and honestly we're gonna get into this part but like this season really helped like made it so easy to hate him <laughs> like you know what i mean it really helped me hate him like i feel like previous seasons i kind of have to put my thinking cap on in order to hate him if that makes sense if i'm just watching the show i actually kind of like find myself like in previous seasons kind of like slipping into like justifying him a little bit and then i'll catch myself and i'll be like oh that's not me that's weird that was not supposed to happen like you know and i feel like during like the the first three seasons i'll kind of conflate like how can i word it i'll conflate pen badgie's attractiveness with like joe goldberg if that makes sense like which you know this is interesting to say just because like this is a whole other conversation by the way it's not a a youtube channel i I wonder that youtube channels would be a lot more fun to be honest and also with my face in it so we're gonna see hopefully this spring break i'll actually edit some stuff and put it up i've been meaning to edit for a while (laughs) like essentially what can i say what can i say to that 
Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I want to say. But like, I do know. Oh yeah, so I did a recent YouTube video talking about like my sexuality a little bit. Lack of our relationship with God and religion, blah, 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 blah. Maybe I'll link it a little bit more. Maybe I'll include that, like, an audio version on the podcast. We'll see. But I also spoke, I spoke about my day and my recent events leading up to that. So it's way more personal. But anyways, like, um, like, it was just, it's just been interesting lately. Because, like, I feel like I, 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 I don't know. It's hard. I don't know what I identify. I feel like I still identify as a lesbian. And it's weird because I have my lesbian flag up, like, right now. Like, it's funny because I took it down after, the like, the whole situation last year. I'm not going to give it a name. <laughs> I took it down. Like, if you don't know the situation, just, like, feel free to go back to when I sounded sad. Like, ra- maybe around October, November. Anyways. Um, so I took it down, and now I put put it back up like after like like maybe only in March, and like I'm try I feel like yeah. I can't remember when exactly. I think oh I put it back up when I bought walnut. Walnut is my teddy bear, um well he's not a teddy bear he's a bunny, but I I got him at Walmart, and he's brown so I'm gonna call him walnuts, um because that's cute and quirky and very pun like to me <laughs> like. like and it's yeah it's it's just a little the reason i got walnut is then personal and then that's why i speak about it on my youtube so <laughs> we're not gonna get into that but anyways it was related to my um changing ideas and like well like not like yeah my identity crisis not necessarily my changing ideas on like sexuality and stuff anyways so like it's just like it was fast i can't remember how i got into this but basically, to me, um, oh, yes, talking about Pen Badgley being attractive. So anyways, like, just know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for you. Like, like, like just, just excuse me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just talking factually. Like, anyways, moving on. Like, uh, like, but yeah, no, it really did conflate, like, the, the, like, the character with, like, the attractiveness of the actor you know what i mean and i was like oh no like oh i attributed the like attractiveness of that actor onto the character so i'll be like oh the joe goldberg is like blah blah blah, blah. you know what i mean i would catch myself doing that i felt like a lot of shame in it so that's why i had to like really talk deeply about like how joe goldberg is so problematic so that like i would like kind of intellectualize like some of my responses and like help train myself to be better if that makes sense while watching the show like um which is fascinating because i feel like i always i've always held like really strong opinions well not always but like for a long time even before the show i started watching the show i held strong opinions on like women's rights you know what i mean and so i feel like it was just it would just be like when i'm watching the show and like in that specific moment of watching it, it's just like, I'll it would slip my mind a little. Like you know what I mean? Like, like or like it'll be shoved to the side. And this is like you know what I mean? Like it'll like, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, I think yes, this is definitely like a show that like, 
combines my worst fear like possible with like just good writing which is not not a good idea like like it com yeah it combines my worst fear alive with good writing and like compelling character arcs and like like just yeah it's yeah anyways my worst fear was my favorite thing essentially um and the writing this this season was spectacular i saw people being like on board blah, blah, blah. honestly yeah anyways i'm gonna i have to talk about that separately so we're gonna get into the writing in a separate thing i've spent so much time just talking about the writing but basically um let's redirect the conversation back to reese and joe like their love for each other like even there was a point like when they were on that that bridge scene he was like i love you and i was like bro if y'all don't make out and like someone is gonna be like no but like reese is a figment of joe's imagination reese is essentially joe like they can't really like make out whatever when loki kissed himself nobody batted an eye why can't and also joe's already talking to himself He's already technically hugging himself in public you know what i mean why can't he make a kissy face and we get the visuals <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i mean and like like i don't know i felt i felt like a tiny bit queer basic with just like the intensity of their relationship and like like it just like it was yeah it was quite like uh like they were falling in love type of thing and like he just and like I think what found what I found frustrating a little bit is that realize finding out that it was the figment of Joe's imagination and he's been obsessively stalking him as he would use normal love interests is that like we don't give him that proper like I mean I don't know it's hard because Joe's a serial killer like <laughs> It's hard because, yeah, that's the difficulty here is that Joe's a serial killer. So maybe I shouldn't necessarily want Joe to be like a bi individual because, you know, he's just murdering way too many people already. You know, maybe just keep it mono. But like, anyways, maybe just don't kill anyone. Like, like I don't know. He, he also kills men that he doesn't, he's not attracted to just because it benefits him. So it, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter. But like, I guess my only concern is that like me wanting Joe to have the spy representation might be problematic because bi people don't need to be associated with this crap. You know what I mean? Like a straight white man like is killing people and killing women specifically is just, you know something that does need to be something that happens way too often and needs to be unpacked and it does need to be by representation of that if that makes sense because that that would that would not necessarily be a story arc that's helpful but anyways the way they set it up i felt like it just like it led me to being like hmm they kind of very much rushed over it and i wonder if it was purposefully to like avoid that um lgbtq community being associated with really who's a white man who's done atrocious acts especially because this show is supposed to be somewhat a critique at least or like an expert exploration if not a critique an exploration of uh, a straight white man who excessively killed women you know what i mean 
Oh, and kill other people who are associated with women, I guess, in this, in Joe's case. So I guess queer representation would not help and would actually be kind of negative in this scenario. Yeah, that being said, the way they, they, set, they were setting up Reese and Joe at the end, it just definitely felt queer. It felt queer. It felt like, yeah, it felt gay. Like, it, and it just, I felt tiny bit baited at the end um and i think it's possible for multiple truths to ha- happen at once so i would like to hear what you're thinking at on that regard yeah no it do- it just it makes perfect sense um like just everything but poor actual reese you know he got killed that's not fair to him oh gosh that sucks mm. And honestly, yeah, like, I'm gonna get it. I guess we're just gonna have to go on to the next. Oh no, like, last thing I wanted to say about queerness and you is that the writers, though, do have kind of this tendency of like, with queer characters, they kind of just like get like villainized in a way that I don't really like. Like, we had Peach, who was a lesbian in season one, and it turns out she is stalking um, Beck, um, whatever. Guinevere Beck <laughs> Guinevere no wonder she didn't want her first name <laughs> like, but like Peach was stalking Beck and so like that's not like the greatest lesbian representation in the world I would have preferred if that was not the case and then they get drunk and she, Peach tries to convince Beck to like get with her again and like Beck is like not interested and Peach gets really frustrated that did not make me happy see that's like really poor representation you know what I mean I'm like the only good representation was like good part of like the um peach's character was one the person who was playing her which uh, why am i why is her name escaping me right now she's from pretty little lies and she's just absolutely stunning and just i am always excited every time she plays a lesbian character like she uh, sorry I, I didn't mean that in a weird way she's just like i admire her like 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 i don't mean that in like a sexual way she's just like Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful she exists. Does that make sense? Like, 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 why am I grateful for she exists? Just, like, she's a part of my, not childhood, but, like, my, she's a part of the representation that I deeply appreciate. You know what I mean? Is it always perfect representation? Not necessarily, but is representation? Yes, especially, like, Pretty Little Lies, do not even add me. Like, mm, we need to discuss how, like, Pretty Little Lies, not two, but, like, but, like, the original Sin one does not have any, like, canon lesbian characters as of yet. And I'm just like, y'all behind. Y'all are like, why is there nothing? <laughs> like, y'all are giving me nothing. Anyways. Trying to, like, Google right now. Yes, Shay Mitchell. Why did I forget her name? That's so weird. Anyways, love Shay Mitchell. She's just cool. Okay. Anyways. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, but, like, the Peach's characters, like, kind of cast it in this, like, creepy lens. And, like, oh, like, just to protect Beck from... And I didn't like that. I would have preferred if, like... Like, it could have been better if Peach was just self-obsessed. Because she was a little self-obsessed. You know what I mean? Like, no offense. But, like, if that was just it, that would have been fine. If she, if she was just a self-obsessed lesbian who didn't keep creepy photos... I would have been totally okay with that. But I was, like, pretty annoyed with, like, the fact that she became the character that was, like... That, like, was 
a creepy stalker as well like that made me so unhappy and then we think about another queer character later on in the seasons i'm trying to think 40 there was so much opportunity for her he he was just like maybe it was just like i don't know maybe it was not at all queer but like i don't know felt like there was an opportunity there and they did not have to last on it mm. anyways like he gets treated bad by like anyways this is another character i'm trying to think who was it oh yes and the season four we get this guy oh adam yo i oh i hate him him how he mis like mistreats phoebe but like he's queerness is ex- expressed through like kind of like a fetish kind of kink kind of lens <laughs> and i'm not kind of enjoying that like like i'm like <laughs> i didn't kind of like just i added a kind of lost kind of, mm. i'm not enjoying that and i only added the word kind of because i saw becoming like a running jerk but i realized it actually made the understanding of my sentence like harder to grasp um <laughs> anyways sometimes i feel like i don't know the way i speak english is very interesting moving on <laughs> is that like like he adam is first of all a douchebag but his sexuality is only can only be expressed through being like again like a king and that frustrates me the closest representation of like queerness that like seems somewhat positive is that couple that ends up in the cage in season three person like girl boy like <laughs> they were funny honestly i love that couple <laughs> through thick and thin <laughs> but like their their representation of creators was the closest like was like positive and even then i feel like uh, it sucks that joe's narrating everything because i feel like he's like kind of like a he's too he's so misogynistic and like he's also kind of homophobic i don't know like it's at least the writing and the storylines have given the vibe that like Joe's somewhat like oh I'm accepting but like not actually accepting you know <laughs> like I don't know it's just something about some yeah because the whole story is from his perspective essentially so like if I'm gonna like I think part of the writing in there is that he's a little homophobic um and please know I haven't read the books so i do have one the first book but i haven't read it because i boarded to college and what was i thinking i did not have the time to read <laughs> fictional books but i do like having fictional books in in my eyesight before i go to bed <laughs> anyways um what was i saying oh yes queerness it's like and so like i feel like any like moments of queerness are kind of just like 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 wrapped away so even that the couple but like maybe i should search up their names couple and cage (laughs) you season three um oh yeah sherry and carrie oh yeah (laughs) like even then like i feel like their queerness is kind of like dismissed or like like not fully like engaged with i think the only time we see 
like it being somewhat positive it's like sherry with but that's when she's interacting with love then it is then it's like oh it's kind of like a positive thing in that lens um <laughs> yeah but anyways like when like he was just so deeply awkward in that moment i feel like you know for a multitude of reasons to be fair because he actually wanted marianne instead of love so and then he was just gonna f three people that he did not want to be with um so to be fair that that is definitely a contributor but like i just i don't know i feel like even just the the way he's talking about them it's kind of like oh uh, maybe for like not really great fair representation so yeah and I guess I wouldn't have cared as much because, to be fair, there's not great representation of women per se. Like, it really isn't. There's, like, women are, like, spoken about and talked about and treated and, like, really discussing it in inhumane ways throughout the entire show. And even when women try to have agency and fight back, like, their storylines are so deeply connected to trying to, like defeat joe or protect themselves from joe or like the interacting joe like i wouldn't be surprised if like every single season has failed the back cell test like i i genuinely wouldn't be surprised except maybe yeah no i was about to say except maybe like this season because of lady phoebe and like what's it um i can't believe i've got forgetting her name her surname is lockwood let me look season four Lockwood okay okay so like I was gonna say maybe Kate and Lady Phoebe had to talk but honestly like in my memory I feel like they talk a lot about like even the eat the rich killer and like it's using like he him pronouns like like I don't know like just like about their romantic relationships and their fathers and like their parents anyways yeah so queen is in you not great but to be fair there's sucky representation of women and this is a show with just sh <laughs> shocking and sucky representation um so i guess i shouldn't be like that excited but like or that e expectant that being said it was a little sad that they didn't make out before dying <laughs> and recent joe um well technically dying for a second it's dying for a moment whatever however long he lasted you know which we're gonna get into that next the next section to talk about the plot twist like oh my gosh okay this concludes the section i talk about queerness and you do better no i'm joking um <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm joking. Anyways, we'll see. <laughs> so basically, I was rambling so much in, like, the last segments that, like, it doesn't even matter that I say a little short. Sorry about that, I guess. But we're not going to get into the part. Like, I think part of the rambling was, like, I was actually also talking about the responsibility of writers. And the responsibility of writers and making sure that we don't hate characters. Or... Well, or that we hate characters when we need to. So yeah, no, like, like after, especially after reading some interviews and stuff like that, reading some, watching some interviews, um, with the cast, um, basically they were like discussing how like the show you is very much designed for you to like fall in love with Joe, 
and to think of Joe as a good person or a better person and to like manipulate you and like for Joe to like it very much monopoly like catalyzes off that um and it's like very much about like casting Joe as like this love interest of people's dreams <laughs> who will do anything for them <laughs> Uh, um anyways like like you know obviously we both if you've watched the show you know that's kind of like a a lie in the sense that like yeah it's true in the sense he'll be doing anything for you except like go to jail after he has realized that he's hurt you you know what i mean he's not willing to do that you know what i mean and he will then proceed to turn on you and make it your fault that he has abused or and hurt and killed so many people in your life. And then he will then proceed to like hurt you because you no longer have your stem. Which reminds me of the first part of this podcast where we talk about the idea of like hurting women or hurting people because they no longer provide value or maybe they just irritate you momentarily for whatever reason. Like, that doesn't mean they're not deserving of, like, love, respect, and, like, human rights. But, yeah, anyways. Um, not anyways, like, not anyways as an in spite of, but rather anyways as an I need to get back on track on as to what I was talking about. Or what my main thought process was, at least before I got into that little section of speech. Um, I was going to say detail, but I feel like that wasn't accurate to what I meant. Anyways. <laughs> Joe, like, in season four, is initially presented... I think this was such a great idea to divide the season into part one and part two. Such a brilliant idea. Usually, when they do this, I'm, like, really confused as to why. I'm, I feel like they're just doing this to, like, see how many people come back. You know what I mean? Like, there's no really good explanation offer. But, like, this time, it was thought through. It was like, no, they need to be a part one and a part two. It was really thought through. You know what I mean? Like, really necessarily. <laughs> because, like, like, literally, how can I say this? The first talk, you end up thinking that Joe is doing significantly better. You end up truly believing and he's genuinely changed. Like, I, I can't tell about you. But I genuinely believe that he's changed. After we get the visual of him letting Marion go, I was like, okay, massive improvement. Is, does it atone for all of these persons? No. Does this mean that he's going to stop hurting women? It seems so. And I was honestly so deeply excited for this. And he, he even appeared to be be able to resist his attraction to Kate with, like, greatest strength. And he was even, like, protecting people by, like, f- trying to figure out who the Eat the Rich Killer was. Like, you know, he was even, like, going out of the way to help people out and, like, keep them safe. And, like, he was changing people's lives and, like, like all these Phoebe's lives, apparently. At least in the beginning, it's a kind of like apparently he changed his life but like it was just fascinating because uh, to me at least because i was like wow like he's actually doing so much better and he's actually really like now trying to stop murders from happening 
which to me was really great, you know what I mean? Um, so, whereas, what's it called again? Yeah, whereas in the past, like, he would say, oh, I'm going to change, I'm going to do better, oh, hey, you. And then he starts killing people, and it's like, like, darn it, am I surprised? No. Are you annoying? Yeah. But, like, he would do it in a way that was, like, always maintained, like, a level of charm. That, like, I'll kind of, like, just allow myself to get lost in the entertainment without really... And then I would be like, whoa, hold up. Gotta put all the thinking caps back on. And, like, then I'll do a podcast episode um, to help me, like, digest that information in a more, like, intellectual way. In a way that refocuses, like, protection of women's rights. Um... But then, like, with this, with, like, with the first half, I really felt like he was not only improving, but, like, actually going out of his way to help people and protect people. And I was like, that's actually really amazing. That's fantastic. And, like, you know, I'm all for this change. Comes, like, the second half. And I'm, like, absolutely flabbergasted. And the contrast leaves me feeling the true level of disgust. And honestly, it's like, it helps reposition the audience as like how the women who fall in love with Joe feel. Like they just do not see the amount of disgusting and disgustingness, like, or like ugliness, like, and like, just like, like, like that inner, like, action, those like, that, I don't want to say disgusting inner being, like, that, just that, like, he's, he's just like so deeply morally corrupted and disgusting like you know what i mean and like i felt like sick to my stomach when i saw marion being abused like that but it was different in the way that i felt to beck beck i like i must say season one was incredibly difficult to get through like like it's just like i knew from the start he was creepy i knew towards the end he was creepy and honestly i just skipped so much of it i think that's what made it easier for me to idolize not idolize but like like slip into that justification like trope whatever but like oh my gosh i don't what um what am i trying to say oh yeah but like in season one like i felt like yeah, like, I just, I felt like the horror just came from, like, the, like, it just came in a different package, in a different way. It came with that expectation that there was going to be horror. It came because I didn't like seeing a corpse or a dead body. It came because seeing, like, seeing Beck realize was, like, a scary turning point because, like, that, like, basically secured her end. Like, I don't know, it was, it was different, it was just a different feeling. If that, Like, it came with that expectation, whereas it really just took me out of the water or park. Or whatever, I don't know, it took me out of America, South Africa, I don't know. Like, it just really, just, like, like shocked me in such, like, a, like, I don't know why I was so shocked, but it truly just shocked me in such a deep way that, like, that, like, this had been a fabrication because i truly just had begun trusting him and i don't know why i feel like i I just i think i 
we had spent so much time in the earliest seasons hearing him justify and being ashamed of how disgusting it is you know what i mean and like we kind of like want to root for him to change so when he actually does make like 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 big changes for him really it's not that big um and like like letting someone go is not that big of a deal you don't deserve brownie foods but like we've spent so much time of him like messing up but like like seeing him actually like control himself was like oh my gosh great like this is fantastic and i think i just we'd like the audience was designed to build this relationship with him that makes us actually want him to become a better person and believe in it's like oh we can save him he can save himself type of thing and so it's really just heartbreaking because uh, all faith was lost in joy but also like the the i don't know i think also just me watching the abuse that took place to marion like like fully without fast forwarding like also just like literally like made me so deeply like nauseated and scared and like you know what i mean and i think like like yeah gosh just so much so much about it <sighs> anyways what was i trying to say <laughs> it, it was yeah it was definitely a very heavy scene and it was like a very heavy season or oh, a loss at least very heavy those last five episodes um but especially that episode with marianne in it um when we first see marianne in that cage gosh like i must say like i'm so happy that she got out alive because that like really happens and that was such a risky procedure that like she and nadia pulled off and i'm so grateful that like nadia found out about marianne and was able to get her out um and i think the, my hatred of joe like really just intensified and became like so easy it was well crafted for me to be easy because we had spent this time starting to like get annoyed with reese and hate reese only to find out that joe has been lying to us the audience essentially um like it, it kind of felt like he had been lying to us because usually you could at least trust that like what he physically does is real you know what i mean even if his perception is warped of why he's doing it, like, it's a bit warped. Like, we can at least trust what he was physically doing. In this case, complete lies throughout, like, about everything. And, like, we're now, like, like, yeah, I just felt, I felt like the psychotic break, the, the reveal that it was a psychotic break made me feel so much less sympathy for him, which this isn't to diminish um, mental health issues, please note. I want to, like, take serious note. But, like, the, the way it was constructed in a, like, um, in, a, like, lyri- li- like, in a storytelling sense, it very much, like, because we had been dissociating a lot of these negative qualities away from Joe and shifting it on to someone else. And for me to realize that I've been bamboozled, <laughs> but also that, like, he had committed, like, so many acts of atrocity even away from, like, like away from everything he has moved so many times he moved to london and completely messed up people's lives you know what i mean it's just like it was just oh gosh like he's i mean to be fair he's been moving everywhere and messing up people's lives but like this just felt like yeah 
Like, I just, I hated him so much more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Especially because I think, I think what, it's going to sound stupid. But up until this point, before <laughs> this party of season four, I, I, I had, like, seen TikTok videos and I kind of thought to myself, well, like, oh, at least he he has never killed a person of color if you remember delilah was killed by love so he has technically not killed a woman of color you know what i mean i think he's definitely killed man i can't remember if he's killed a man of color he hasn't killed a woman of color and i was like you know what that's not like like at least he's not killing women of color and i and in my brain i was like that's like obviously it's very stupid like level to stoop to because obviously the killing of white women sucks too because we're killing a woman sucks in general like hello duh but i think i think i was trying to like find little things to justify or like not justify but like like look for little, little brownie points to like make me like sympathize with him more you know and i'll be so happy every time a woman does escape and i'll be like oh look what kind of woman did escape like let's analyze their actions as if somehow that's like important at all um but I think, like, I kind of had constructed this, like, stupid mythology that, like, um, the only woman that he would hurt are, like, are, like, like, white women. And I think, I think, when understanding the lens of race, um, well, not understanding the lens of race per se, but, like, when, like, how can I say this? In a way that, like, is coherent. Basically, I think... It's not that, like, white people killing white people is raceless. It's just that, like, in mainstream understanding, if, like, a white person kills another white person in real life or in fiction or in a fictional realm, like, the idea of their race is not really brought up at all. You know what I mean? It's not thought about. It's like, oh, like, other factors thought about. Gender could be thought about. Or class difference. Or animosity was a jealousy between the two you know what i mean like what 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 was happening with just the relationship between the two you know what i mean like it's like this the idea of like white and white violence is not really discussed like in like commonly in the mainstream as like a term that everyone like understands if that makes sense and commonly uses and so when he would kill white women the gender politics would like obviously kick in duh because like it's he's a misogynist through and through what wasn't kicking in though was like racism and so he was like even though he was a misogynist who was like perhaps low-key homophobic but like didn't have didn't have too much like proof of homophobia to like really pin him on to really pin on him at least on the like t- tv show let me know if there is in the tv show or even in a book but just classify it. let me let me know if it's in the book yeah because i'm also gonna try to read the book sometime but like be- because he's like he hadn't been engaged in like the race politics um as much as if so and so and so, like, when... Oh, wait. He has killed a person of color. He killed Shape. 
Mitchell, wait, <laughs> okay, you didn't kill Shane Mitchell, he killed Peach, let me, let me just, okay, so that literally blows my whole idea to my, anyways, but basically, he hadn't been killing black women, and I feel like, um, it, like, I think violence on, like, violence on women is hard to digest, violence on black people is hard to digest, violence of black women like it's really hard to I digest all of it is hard to digest but I feel like like I'm more personally being attacked if that makes sense if I like if I see someone like who holds my identity be attacked I feel like I'm being attacked in like a way that's will never like does that make sense I hope I can like seeing yeah I just feel like I'm being attacked like when I like like, even if I'm not in that scenario, it just feels like <laughs> I'm being attacked. Like, I feel like that fear from, like, both ends of me, like, like everywhere. Does that make sense? Whereas, like, when someone who only shares, like, one identity with me is being at- attacked, then it's like, oh, okay, that obviously is wrong. And I do feel that part of me, like, like on, like, I do feel part of me is on edge because of that. But I don't feel like my whole like sensation like my whole entire body is on edge like i don't know well does that make sense i like i feel like if we spoke about the idea of double consciousness earlier and stuff like that and like basically du bois's idea of double consciousness was like having two souls and and i think about and i related that to my understanding of like intersectional identities and i just like like when you hold one identity, you feel all the pain of the people who share the identity, even if they don't share all of the other identities. But like, yeah, like it's just, it's just yeah, it's a very distinctly different feeling when it's like sound that like holds two of your identities in like a very physical way, especially, but like in a very tangible way. It's like being attacked, like. I don't know. It really messed me up. <laughs> like, I mean, the other the other ones messed me up as well, and perhaps I just don't have like great memory of everything. But like, I must say this this really, yeah. Like especially because like Marianne's one, like how can I say this? I don't remember. No, love was not in the cage when Jake called. Um, love. You know what I mean. And at least with love, there was a little bit of, like, hope that she could actually successfully kill Joe. Whereas, Marion was just, like, so deeply powerless in this case. Um, and, like, f- trying to fight to get back, um, like, just to her life. And I'm going to say even to being a mom or whatever. Because I feel like, as we've spoken earlier, like, the value of motherhood is not the only value. But she was just fighting back to, like, her life, you know, and which is, like how regardless of how that took place you know obviously it makes me really sad that like juliet this isn't just strip her of motherhood either to to be fair because i think like the her nurturing aspect is like beautiful and it was really wonderful to see her connection to being a mother and like the story and, and keeping her alive keeping her up but oh gosh i must say there's so many overwhelming emotions let me know what you think like obviously you might be slightly offended by this but this is just like 
it's just like a phenomenon within me where like if i see someone like the holds like more than one identity of me i feel like i'm being double whammied if that makes sense like like whereas the first whammy was really hard to take already and it's just yeah does that make sense and it's just like very unexpectedly double whammied um but also that's not the only reason that joe like it's just worse is that like even when he tries to kill himself which honestly but it's when he tries to come out i'm like okay you literally deserve like not yeah well he, he deserves to be gone from people's lives if that makes sense because clearly he just gonna keep hurting them does this necessarily mean that he deserves to die well as earlier we've been talking about the idea that no one human being deserves to die but he does deserve but he should be kept away from other people's lives because clearly he's a danger to everyone around him, everyone around him no i think it was also really frustrating to see him kill like tom lockwood just because like how can i say this tom lockwood up until before you find out kate's a little crazy um like by accepting joe back what was that um like before then we see that tom like kills adam and i was like oh i mean like thank you for getting rid of adam but like death i mean and i and i thought oh okay maybe maybe thought that death is the only way to ensure that lady phoebe still keeps so well but like still i don't know like (laughs) anyways um after tom does that like like kate is furious right but then like joe literally goes ahead and does the exact same thing kills someone for kate the exact same thing that her father does um and does does joe tell kate that he's the one who killed the father like i I, like i know he knows about mandra linda and that he tells some truth and that like people knows his name but does kate know about beck does he like does she know fully everything oh my gosh just like zoe thoughts there just like crazy plot twists like trying to think about who else he has hurt he killed an innocent politician he killed all this woman and he also like the guy was right with like that he was the eatrich killer and he made us feel like he's insane or something when he was like right and then he puts himself through a ridiculous thing also avoid like going to jail and then even his escape plan for marianne is to avoid going to jail and then like you know and then like marianne kills herself which made me like really not forgive him gosh no because he put drugs in the cage when he knows that she's a drug a previously a drug addict like oh gosh i wanted to really really just yo i was just like fully frustrated and like i just was so angry in a way that like i didn't think it was possible i think yeah like to be fair maybe i should rewatch. maybe maybe not but maybe i should rewatch the first season because i remember being deeply disturbed in the first season and skipping forward in order to cope with the first season because i was just like you know what I mean? Whereas this I didn't skip forward. So some of my opinion could be morphed like that, but it really did like 
the last half kind of reminded me a little bit of the first season about like this whole idea that like he's in love but honestly it just also felt like the whole like splitting thing was a way for him to avoid taking responsibility even more does that make sense like 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 because he's been taking he's been refusing to take responsibility this entire time and like and now his refusal of taking responsibility has really messed up so many people's lives and it's just like it's so deeply frustrating like like uh, i mean i must say seeing him be alive after like killing love was frustrating but i felt like this was like a level of frustration that was unmet because at least in this situation we like Darius was really taught to believe that like he had somehow changed somehow oh gosh so frustrated anyways <laughs> i'm just like giving like massaging i don't know massaging my teddy bear <laughs> like giving him a back massage to like feel better because <laughs> gosh i'm yeah anyways um what i'm trying to say yeah so the writers did a great job of make making us hate joe and i think what really like sold the cake is that even after he tried to like um commit suicide so trigger warning there he like is then saved by the police which oh my gosh every institution is just helping him as like oh i man, like like literally the fact that he can get jobs around the world and get jobs easily every time he moves to a new place the fact that like he's just remember the first season when the police were just totally chill with him and like did not interrogate him at all <sighs> and remember like how he's able to escape the police every time and now he gets with kate and like not only does he get with kate but like like he's able to avoid come back as joe goldberg and have his entire story rewritten and like it's just so frustrating it was just like i wanted to cry like it's just i don't know <laughs> i'm so bad still like he, he and i think to make things worse not only does he get away with everything once again he has and now he even has way much more power and is now like fully embracing he's like darkness he's not at all gonna try to be a good person not like like not only it's not only that but then he like really messes up nadia's life like he kills nadia's boyfriend i've gotten the guy's name i'm so sorry but then he also like frames nadia for it and she's spending life in prison and i did not want to hear from anybody being like oh like she shouldn't have gone back to the department no no more victim blaming of woman joe goldberg is literally a psychomaniac you can't let things go he's a psychomaniac who will hurt every woman and every most people that he comes into contact with he just like like no excuses it's really honestly some pure luck that marianne got away you have to see him chasing marianne like a halfway around the world stalking her halfway around the world to then like kidnap her like as like 
if, like just the most amount of freaking proof like if like if even if the other seasons did not serve as proof to you that he's crazy and will stop at nothing to destroy the lives of people around him and will murder people in order to get what he wants and also because it brings it brings him some interest or not like i'm not interested but like some pleasure as like reese describes you know what i mean because now like we understand by the ending that he and reese this like in quotation marks in like like whatever this person he has created to like cast all these doctors onto has like now like merged you know and so like I'm just so peeved that like Nadia's life got ruined, and she what she was trying to do was really was get justice. You know what I mean? Which is honestly what I need and want. I want justice against Joe Goldberg, and like honestly, I was expecting season four to be the last season, um, and I really do hope that they. How can I say this? clean things up the writers for season five but perhaps they really needed season four for audiences to like hate joe like actually deeply want joe to go to like like prison and be imprisoned not just like because they put their thinking caps on and like were like whoa no he does deserve to go to jail you know what i mean like it's because like just because of the writing it they like we now really want joe justice for every person is hurt everyone and i think also it was brilliant to have the hallucinations of the woman that he's murdered come back to haunt him and like 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 talk about how like how he like what le- like his impact on them but also trying to like the way they take up some so much more space and power that like they weren't able to take up that power in the last few moments before they died like, ugh. yeah, no, there's definitely some good writing this season. And definitely really frustrated. Okay, I guess that's <laughs> all I have to say for now. Um, but yeah, feel free to watch. If you haven't, I definitely gave a warning in the beginning of this to like watch. Do I remember everything I said that I was going to put in just the subscription? No. So I'm going to put some trigger warnings. Hopefully I'll remember everything else. But if I don't, like, message me, let me know. Spotify now has a section where it's, like, easier to comment on podcasts and stuff like that. So there you go. Um, and I'll see you. I would love to say next week. Hopefully next week. See you next week. But honestly, I don't know for sure. So I'll let you know. And just to clarify, like, obviously, everyone's pain is, like, sad. And, like, makes me, like, really sad as well. But it's 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 different to see people who have... It's different to have sympathy versus, like, like to have personal terror within you in books. Does that make sense? Like, it's different to be, like, sympathetically scared. Does that make sense? Or to be part, like, some of you some of you are scared, but some of you are sympathetic. You know what I mean? Whereas, right now, I, I feel like it's, like, 
like yeah sure there's some sympathy in there of course that but like right now i just feel like like an in, 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 like an invocation of like like pers like like tear within me like it's just like 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 if that makes sense you know what i mean and i feel like that's what i was trying to describe and like what it's like to see someone with the same identity of you being terrorized because i feel like i that i'm then like i whatever terror they're feeling i'm like I, I i'm being terrorized at that moment as well it's not that i see them being terrorized and i think what's happening isn't just it's like it's like a feel like i feel that same level of terror you know what i mean which gosh oh such a sucky feeling is this what other people experience when they watch horror like yes it's oh i hate it when it's like double whammy you know like one whammy i can deal with well at least not necessarily even if i can't deal with it i've gotten way more used to anyways that's in my articles episode hope you enjoyed let me know your thoughts um, Twitter is interesting because Elon Musk not owns it, but feel free to still tweet at me <laughs> and or just reply on Spotify. Okay, toodles and until next time. That brings us to an end of this episode. Everything that I'm speaking about is like down below. And I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And let me know what your thoughts are. I'll be linking out socials in the description below. Until next time, ciao.